Welcome to Becoming Intuitive, the podcast that helps you tap into your intuitive nature. I'm your host, Gabrielle, a spirit channel, energetic healer, and intuitive coach. And this is where we demystify what it means to be intuitive. We discuss topics from light beings to psychic mediums and anywhere in between. So what are you waiting for? Let's get intuitive. Hey guys, I'm so grateful you could join us. Today I have Maddie Bolsh on the podcast, a Reiki healer and intuitive coach. Hi Maddie. Hi, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I know you are so full of wisdom. So before we jump right in and I ask you your story, I just want to see what intuitive really means for you, Maddie. I think for me, it means connecting with yourself. Um, because I think to truly tap into your intuition, you have to have some kind of like connection with yourself. Um, so yeah, just trusting yourself is what's, um, what being intuitive means to me. I love that so much. So I'm so excited to talk about distance Reiki healing because it's something that I've never had and it's something that I want to learn so much about. So can you explain that to us, what that means and how you go about it? Yeah, of course. So I'll explain what Reiki means first, um, which Reiki is an energy healing and it works with the li- with life force energy. So basically we are all made up of life force energy. You and I are, the table that's in front of me is, and that means that we are all connected because we're all made up of the same energy. So I, like as we move through life, we can create, energy blocks or stagnant energy within our energy system and I like to describe an energy system kind of like our like if you think of our bones our skin our muscles our blood like we all have these different layers that make up our body and I like to think of our energy system just as another layer that we can't necessarily see and as we move through life like disease injury even just interacting with other people stress illness Um, all of that kind of stuff can mean that we get stagnant energy, blocked energy. And so something like Reiki can help move through that. And I act as a vessel for that life force energy that I was talking about. And that flows through me and then through you to kind of like, I guess, push through the energy and just kind of um, heal the energy and it returns the body to like an, our natural state of self-healing. And so the way I do it through distance is it's kind of like not really, I'm not really able to describe it to the logical mind that involves a lot of trust. Um, if I was to give you a distance healing now, in my distance healings, I uh, meet over Zoom and we, we connect like you and I have today. We have a bit of a chat. And then I use my body like I would yours if you were physically here with me. So I will move my hands through my energy system and that I'm led completely by my intuition or your guides. I connect to your guides during that session too. And that's kind of so as I'm moving through your energy, I might pick up on um, some like energy blocks around the heart or something like that. And my hands are literally just led to where the 
energy needs to go. And that's, that's kind of it. Afterwards, I will give you, send you through some journal prompts so that you can integrate what's happened through the energy session. A lot of Reiki healers do kind of like leave it as like you've had the healing and that's it. But I like to do a little bit of coaching after just because it's really up to you as well to continue to like integrate what we've worked on in the Reiki session. I hope wow. I explained that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. I can like visualize you doing it as you're explaining it. Um, I guess that I should have asked this question first, Maddie, but we've gone a bit around in a circle. So do you okay. want to describe how you found Reiki? Cause I feel like that's so important for your intuitive story as well, as much as how you practice Reiki now. Yeah, hundred percent. So do you want me to go right back to the start? <laughs> yes, I do. Yep. I really okay. do. <laughs> all right. So I, I guess I will go all the way back to the start. Like for as long as I can remember my earliest memories in childhood, I was really self-conscious. Um, I remember not thinking I was funny enough, not being smart enough in school, all of that kind of stuff. And that really led me to hide my authentic self, I guess. Um, and that, that definitely started in primary school and just kind of got worse and worse as I got older. And I, I think like people that know me probably wouldn't have assumed that, but like that was what was going on in my head that like deep insecure, like insecure thinking. And as I, as I kind of got older, I started having mental health issues. Um, my family, my mum and dad split up, which was hard on, on our whole family. But um, I started to suffer from depression basically from that point. Um, and that's kind of when things started to get worse and worse. So I suffered from depression and anxiety and an eating disorder. Um, and that was kind of, that all started to develop like between the ages of 16 and 18 is probably when everything got like unbearable. I was binge drinking to try and like push everything out. Um, I went to uni because I didn't want to go to uni, but I thought I should go to uni. I was, I wasn't doing anything that I actually wanted to do. I was doing things because one, I was too scared to show my true self and two, I thought like I should get a job, I should study, I should do this. So um, I, at about 20, I like things got out of hand. Like I was having health issues, um, with my stomach, I was in and out of hospital and no one could diagnose me with anything. Everyone just kept telling me it was stress. Um, and again, like I, I didn't address anything. I didn't, I was going to talk therapy. So I was like kind of dealing with things, but it was more like managing things, not actually looking at curing them. Like it was kind of like, you have depression. It's going to be that way forever. This is what you can do to manage it. You have an eating disorder. This is going to be kind of your story forever. This mm -hmm. is what you can do to manage it. So at that time, I didn't really have the energy or like the self-love to care. And I just kind of kept going down that path. I went back to school to study, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, to study youth work because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that that, um, that would be, I guess, good. And like, I wanted to help people. So I, I did that and things, I kind of 
again, with my mental health, my eating disorder kept progressively getting worse. Um, my dad got sick and that put a lot of stress on me as well. Um, and then I got sick. <laughs> so I, took, I ended up taking a job in youth work. Um, and my, that's the first time I remember like actually audibly hearing my intuition. I, oh, wow. can still, I can still see myself when I took that job. The lady on the phone said, we'd love to offer you this job. Um, and I heard no in my head. But I thought, what else am I going to do? Like, I need a job. And I've just spent three years studying this. So I said yes. I, I only lasted a week in that job. Um, it was, like, not a safe environment. It triggered a lot of repressed memories and things like that in me. And I remember just begging for these memories and like all this depression and anxiety to go away. And that was in July, in August, I got sick. <laughs> so I remember driving and just, and begging something. I don't like, I guess the universe, I don't even know, please. Like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. I'm not strong enough. Give me anything else. And that's like, I, then I got sick. And I think it was just, an accumulation of everything it definitely wasn't like I was begging and I got sick but like I had been repressing so much and those stomach issues that I'd had earlier um like a few years ago what were actually all caused by stress but like every, all my emotions I was holding in my stomach and I actually ended up getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease um which was the the darkest part of my life um, I didn't want to live anymore. I, I was very close to becoming addicted to the pain medication I was on because they, they didn't know how to handle my symptoms. And I was in so much pain that I was being given a lot of opioid medication. Yeah, wow. Um, and I wrote, like, I have this specific journal entry where I wrote, like, I don't, I want this to end. Like, I can't do this anymore. And a couple of lines down, I also wrote, but I know you can and you will. So as much as like, it was absolutely my rock bottom, there was definitely a part of me that knew I'm not going to give up. And I guess maybe that was my intuition as well. Um, so that's when I started to look like really dive into the spirituality side of things. I had... I'd always been open to spirituality. It had been a part of my life more so as just like something fun to do, like play with Oracle cards and things like that. Um, but I really started meditating. I read Gabby Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. It's one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah, that, I feel like that just changed everything. Like it's a really digestible book um, for if you're just starting out with this kind of stuff. Um yeah, so I, that's one of my favourites as well. And I started doing these chants too. And this is 100% my intuition too, because I didn't know what I was saying or where it was coming from or anything. It turned out they were Kundalini mantras. Oh, wow. Um, but I used to sit in my bed because I, was, I had no energy from the Crohn's disease. I couldn't get out of bed. Um, when my partner went to work, I would sit there and chant <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I guess like it definitely, the moment that I decided I have to change, 
definitely was wasn't when everything started to get better it took a lot of work um but that's when I really started to realize everything I was experiencing was a reflection of something within myself um and I think that that like that's my that's the biggest message is that for, for me in my work is that everything is like comes back to self and so I started working with a lady who she was a psychologist but she was kind of like a spiritual psychologist we did breath work together and a lot of psychosomatic stuff rather than just kind of talk therapy mm-hmm. and that really really helped um, and I worked with a naturopath too but looking what like kind of changed everything was looking at why did I have Crohn's disease like what purpose was it serving because I believe if we're experiencing anything it's like serving a purpose for us and that unlocked the subconscious belief that I needed to be loved uh, sorry I needed to be sick to be loved and so that came that went all the way back to childhood it like I don't know where I picked that up from, but my subconscious, that's what my subconscious believed. And when I realized that, like so much changed for me. So like my healing accelerated. Um, I obviously had to work on that. And I worked on that with um, the, the psychologist. Um, but yeah, so I, sorry, I feel like there's like so much to this story. <laughs> no, I, I like love it. To, um, piece it all together. But yeah, so... I guess like the key like to that part of my healing was really coming back to self. Why is this? Why like why am I experiencing this? Why do I believe this? Um, and I started to also think about going off my medication um, and kind of believing that I didn't need just because that was what the doctors were telling me and that like that that was a story that people were telling me it didn't have to be my story yeah um and so that's when I started to like again I was like just really diving into spiritual practices and you will love this I came across Reiki purely for intuition um I had never had Reiki done I don't know where I found like I'm pretty sure I just googled Reiki in Geelong um Geelong is where I live and the first the first thing that came up on Google, I clicked on it. I emailed this lady because she, in a couple of weeks time, she was doing a Reiki one course and I got the last spot (laughs) and it was, it just all happened so quickly when I I, going there, I had such like such nerves because I didn't even know what Reiki was and I was going to learn about it. Um, But I just completely followed my intuition. So that's kind of like a long condensed version of how I, how I got into Reiki. I'm kind of speechless. I love it so much. And I know that your journey wasn't the easiest to get here and to find your intuition, but I feel like you've really got there. So my thing is like what your intuition, how it was speaking to you back then when you just started doing Reiki, has it really evolved to something new now? Like, do you feel like it's different? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think at first, I mean, everyone has had a gut feeling before whether you're spiritual or not like in society everyone knows what a gut feeling is so I definitely like had experienced intuition in that way um 
but it started off more as a knowing and then that kind of led to me battling in my head like is this right is this wrong um because it was just a knowing and like i said when i got offered that job i did audibly hear something um but i quickly dismissed that as well um but as it's evolved it has become more of a conversation with myself yeah um and then that led to channeling as well which obviously is a little different to intuition but um yeah it's definitely evolved and become I think the deeper I connect to myself the stronger that comes because intuition is like I said at the start just a connection to self so the more I started to love and accept myself the deeper I got to know myself and understand myself I think that intuitive feeling really grew because I like I say that intuition is like a telephone to the soul so the more I connected with my soul the the I guess the better the signal was on that telephone call that is just so beautiful yeah that spoke straight to my heart so (laughs) tell me about channeling so how do you channel how do you kind of like tell me your process to that because I have my own process with it's I'm excited to talk about this because truly about um, two months ago is the first time I like came out as a channel. (laughs) Um, I've been doing it for like two to three years, but I'd only ever told my family because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. I didn't want people in the spiritual community to think that I wasn't legit. So there was like a lot of fear around that. Um, But I kind of stumbled upon it, to be honest. Like I remember one day I was just like, I wonder if I ask myself a question, if I will actually hear the answer back. So I started and it works like instantly. And so I just started asking myself questions and then it turned into like a deeper conversation. And at at that time, I thought anyone that meditated could do it. Like I, which I still do believe, but I, I, I really didn't see anything special because like it did kind of come very naturally. And then the more that I spoke, I was kind of like, oh, this is not myself. Like, this is really some, like, this is an intelligent wisdom kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the, the being that I channel, all I've, all I've been told is that they are a light or they are light beings. And that's, that's all I need to know for now. <laughs> and I've kind of like almost argued with them about that because there's a still a part of me that has that bit of fear that's like, well, if it doesn't have a label, then is it, is it true? So um, I channel light beings and they have said like, every time I say thank you for like the wisdom or anything like that, they say, well, you are us and we are you. So when I said they're not me, I guess they would be like shaking their <laughs> fingers at me because we are all connected um but my process is to just I find it a lot easier if I'm laying down um I'm not sure why that is I just kind of like take a, a, a few really really deep breaths and really kind of surrender and relax my body and I like to speak out loud so I just find it easier especially if I'm asking questions rather than kind of just letting them channel through something I find it easier if I talk out loud because I can distinguish between more of like what is and isn't my thought if that mm, makes sense yeah 
Um, so I, I don't know, like, for example, I might say, how are you today? Which I don't ask those kind of questions, but I would say out loud, how are you today? And then if I receive the message, good, thank you, then I'd also say good, thank you. So I record what I channel um, because I also don't really um, remember a lot of it. Yeah. And so then I can go back and listen to it as well. So that's, that's my process. So you just stumbled upon that one day meditating. Yeah. At that point when it came, like I didn't know what a channel was when it started, um, which was, yeah, about two or three years ago, probably closer, maybe like two and a half years ago. Um, I didn't know what channeling was. So, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't because it allowed me to not have any expectations or anything around it. I just thought it was like this cool connection I had with myself and um, yeah. And then it just, as like, the conversations got a bit deeper I kind of realized oh they're like this is this is a lot like more intelligent than I'm giving it credit for um so yeah I channel light beings multi-dimensional light beings is what they've they've called themselves that's so amazing I love that this is not where I thought this conversation was going <laughs> but this is exactly where it needed to go yeah First of all, how many times do you talk to them? Like, is it part of your weekly practice? Do you have a daily practice? I am glad you asked me this question because you're holding me accountable. I actually said to my boyfriend this morning, like, I've had um, a really blocked ear and I, ha- I didn't know why. And one of my friends said to me today, well, what are you like refusing to listen to? Mm-hmm. And I haven't channeled in about two weeks, even though I felt like I, there was information for me to kind of collect. I just have been really busy and kind of put that aside. (laughs) So, and anyway, I think that this blocked ear is me kind of like not wanting to listen to them, Um, which I guess isn't really true because I love channeling. It is just kind of, they, they really keep you accountable. Like they always bring it back to self and like, what you want to do. So sometimes if you're like really busy with life and things like that, it's like the ego for the ego, it's like annoying to hear, Hey, you should be doing this. So I sometimes switch off. Um, but I love, I would love to do it daily. Um, because the connection is just so amazing, but I honestly don't, I probably do it twice a week. Like I said, I haven't done it in a couple of weeks, but yeah, sometimes I do it twice a week. If there's something like when this COVID stuff started happening, I was channeling a lot more then. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a family member asked me to channel for them, then I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I do it probably about twice a week. So do you feel like when you do Reiki, it's a similar energy to when you're channeling? Yeah. And Reiki is like, I have to thank Reiki for kind of helping me come out of the channeling closet because my boyfriend said to me one day, Maddie, is it wrong that you're saying you're just doing Reiki when you're like getting all these messages for people? Like, is it ethical? <laughs> and I was, I, I said to him, like, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm breaking any eth- like ethical rules because I, I tell all my clients, I get messages for you. I can't turn that off. Um, so you can choose to kind of like receive them or I can just completely ignore them. So I do give my clients that option, but, Reiki is completely separate from tra- from channeling in a traditional sense. Um, 
But when I do it, I literally, I can't turn it off. Um, Especially like my, the most common thing that comes up in my sessions are people feeling stuck and scared to move forward. Um, So when I'm like working on that face chakra and like safe, it's safe to move forward and things like that, my legs will like stamp on the spot. Like my legs will move and I'll channel messages like that that's just one example of when I will channel in a session so yeah it's I have Reiki to thank for like I guess opening that part of me even more because it just wouldn't stop in sessions yeah see I all energy and that's all we are and Mm. it's not we're not a medium like I don't just read the Akashic records I'm not just a channeler we are all the same thing because all we do is work with energy and I kind of that's like my little message it's kind of a big reason why I do this podcast is one will lead to the other which will lead to the other and you'll get to wherever you're meant to go a hundred percent I could not agree more yeah so um can we go back to Reiki? Yeah, um, because you talked about Reiki and chakras. So you do you just work with the several chakras or do you work with more? What are your beliefs about the chakra system? Okay, so I use the chakras because it's easy to explain to people and a lot of people know about them. Yeah. But I'm like you and everything's energy it's all connected yeah um so I will notice like certain parts of the body hold similar themes like a lot of people's power comes from their solar plexus which does match up to the chakras Mm. so um I definitely am a believer of the chakra system and all of that kind of stuff but that I think is Indian and Reiki is Japanese so a lot of Reiki practitioners don't use the chakras but I I guess I just use them as a way to explain to people what parts of the body I was working on and what beliefs I was working on and things like that. So when you're doing a, like, uh, I keep going to say reading on someone, (laughs) but when you're doing Reiki Mm -hmm. and you're getting messages, is it always channeling or is it like sometimes you, are you hearing it or are you seeing it or are you feeling it? sometimes all of it um so when obviously like when I'm feeling your energy I can tell where there is blocks like if someone's heart is very closed um because of hurt or fear or something like that I can energetically feel that um sometimes I will see something I can't think of an example of what I might see but um actually I can one client I had I saw these cookies, these like freshly baked cookies. And I said to her while I was at her heart, I was like, your soul almost wants you to like create the feeling of like having freshly made cookies as a kid and like having that smell in the house. And like, it wasn't anything to do about the cookies, but I saw the cookies as like a symbol of like homely energy and like kind of like nourishing herself and um, giving her that, like her heart, that comfort. Um, but other stuff, a lot of the stuff is it's almost like I'm hearing my own thought, um, yeah. but I know it's not my thought. Um, and during my sessions, I write down a lot of things just because I don't want Maddie to be interpreting 
what comes through. So mm-hmm. especially with, with dif- distance um, healings over Zoom, I'll just be quickly writing some notes just so at the end I can tell you exactly what came through um, rather than trying to get to the end because sometimes a lot of stuff comes through. Um, so I'll write it down so that when we get to the end, I can tell you exactly what came through rather than what I can remember. Yeah. Beautiful. So if someone was trying to unlock these gifts, maybe not so much Reiki, but like the intuitive gifts that you have developed from Reiki, have you got any tips or tricks on helping them unlock those gifts? I have a free meditation on my website that helps you connect to your intuition Um, so you can try that, but I, the biggest thing I teach when like tapping into your intuition is tapping into the feeling of it, um, Mm. in the body rather than like trying to force some kind of knowledge to come through or, uh, something like that, because I, I, I find if we can identify this feeling and it feels different for everyone. Um, but I find if we can identify this intuitive feeling within us, that it's easier than when we're trying to use it in actual situations to be able to tell if that's what we're connecting to because we can recognize the feeling um but i would say meditation because i mean that might be cliche i feel like everyone would probably say that but like just it's a great way to silence the mind or learn to silence the mind um so that other things can come through because I, I believe we all have these gifts. It's just our mind that's getting in the way. Yeah. So when you're meditating, do you have like a trick that you use to get your mind out of the way or? No, I, I definitely like, even now it, some days I'll meditate and I'll get so annoyed because I can't turn my mind off. So it's definitely a practice for all of us. I think, um, I love to use binaural beats. Um, then I can focus on the sound. It's not so much like I, I do use specific binaural beats for what I want that day, but, um, even just like having something in the background, something to like anchor your thought on. Cause I think that that comes, that's the, that's the hardest part is that when we can't like anchor that thought. So even like concentrating on your breath, like feeling your breath go in and out of your nostrils, things like that. Um, but I started with guided meditations just because then I could listen to what someone was saying and focus on that rather than like, what am I going to have for dinner? Like this bill's due, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. So if you were to give advice to someone just starting out on wanting to be a healer or to be a spiritual teacher or to be a counselor, which you are as well. You've got so many things under your belt. Like you're like taking one for the spiritual team here. (laughs) So what would you, what kind of advice would you give someone? I think, well, follow your intuition. (laughs) Um, But I guess just explore, like don't put too much pressure on yourself. If I had have been putting pressure on myself I don't think I would have found Reiki like I kind of stumbled upon Reiki um if you want to try tarot buy yourself a tarot deck and just like play around with that um ask your friends I don't know if if you feel like maybe you have some psychic abilities or something like that um ask your friends if you can practice doing readings on them or something like that so I think like try and take the pressure off yourself and just explore and 
as much as you can. And I say this completely knowing how hard it is to silence your mind. Don't judge yourself for what you're experiencing and just kind of like go with it. Um, but yeah, just like have fun and take the pressure off. And I think learning is an in- invaluable. Like um, I'm not sure if you're into astrology, but I'm a Sagittarius rising. So I love to learn, which is why I have all of these things under my belt because um, I just love to learn. But like invest in doing like a, a tarot course or an astrology course or something like that. So like explore, but also don't be afraid to invest in these things. And if it doesn't work out and it turns out you want to do something else, then that's okay too. Just trust that like everything's un- unfolding as it needs to. Oh, it's so beautiful. I feel like I really need to take that advice. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> so have you studied astrology? Kind of. Like um, I, I've done a course with Natalia Benson, mm-hmm. um, the astro- her astrology course. I've never like had proper astrology lessons, um, but I have a lot of astrology books. I definitely wouldn't call myself an astrologer, but I do like to practice, like this is a perfect example. I practice reading my my boyfriend's chart, my sister's chart. Um, so that's something that I enjoy and maybe I'll never use it in my work, but I really, I really like it. It's a bit of a hobby. So I'm like allowing myself to expand that through like asking friends if I can practice and things like that. I love that you just take everything as like, it's going to be fun and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. It doesn't sound like finding your intuitive abilities is something that you're striving to go for. They're just unlocking when the time is right and it's just happening for you. Yeah. And, and look, like I completely get, like I have days where I'm like, why is like, you know, why is this not working? Or like, I, I really try and force things like I'm, I'm human. Like we all have that kind of like impatient side. Um, but I think if we're having fun with it and trusting that it's happening as it should and we're, cause I believe we, we all have these gifts, but also like we're not all meant to do everything. So mm. Reiki might be for me, but tarot might not be, or Reiki might be for me, but like acu- acupuncture or something might not be, you know? So like just having fun and trusting that if it's, if I'm meant to have that gift, then it's, it's going to happen regardless. And if I overthink it, then I'm only getting further and further away from that, that gift. You are just a book of wisdom. I love it. So before we go, can you tell the tribe where they can find you? Yeah, definitely. So my Instagram is just maddie.bolch, B-A-U-L-C-H. Um, and my website is maddiebolsch.com as well. So you can book a reading. or oh, not a reading. Why do I keep saying reading? <laughs> um, it's coming. <laughs> um, you can book Reiki sessions. Um, I have a, a course called Return to Soul that I'm taking enrollment for for June. Um, so you can look there or, yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram. And Wait, yeah. before you go, you have to tell us what Return to Soul is. Tell us more okay. about it. I know that is this part of your kind of life coaching side of you? Yeah, so I call myself an intuition coach because I feel like that's the key to everything. Like if we trust ourselves, then life's good. Like if we just continue to trust ourselves. So that's what I teach my clients. Um, And return to soul is 
basically as it sounds it's just reconnecting to your soul so that you can live a soulful life and kind of getting out of your mind and and the shoulds of life like I see I've experienced in my own life and I know so many people and so many of my clients have as well is that we kind of get bombarded with all of these things that we should be doing throughout our life um you should go to go to uni you should get a good paying job you should buy a house whatever like don't prioritize traveling if you want to buy a house and all of this kind of stuff gets so becomes such strong beliefs that we're actually not listening to ourselves and becoming further and further away from like our purpose and and what we're here to do because we're too busy kind of following the crowd so return to soul is all about learning how to reconnect with that part of yourself i do some reiki sessions in there as well and i channel what your soul is asking for because in a reiki session it really feels like i am connecting with your soul so we kind of work together me on an energetic level and you doing the practical stuff Mm -hmm. um to connect to your soul we work on reprogramming subconscious beliefs um, in week three because when we can trust ourselves and have a great connection but if we have all of these subconscious beliefs holding us back then we often aren't taking action um so we can have all of like these dreams and ideas sitting there but not actually know or be too scared to like move forward with them um yeah so I I hope I did a good enough job of explaining that, but it's basically just a combination of like the practical steps using the holistic counseling side of, which I don't really bring out a lot um, of my business and also like the energetic side to help develop an action plan for you. And it's, it's one month working with me. Beautiful. That sounds so amazing. I am going to have to check that out and I hope you guys do too. Thank you so much, Maddie, for joining us today. I'm so blessed to have been with you to share this time. Well, Tribe, that's another episode done and dusted. I'm so grateful you tuned in to listen to our beautiful chit chat. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys next week. But in the meantime, if you feel inspired, please share this on social media and tag me in it at Becoming Intuitive. I love seeing where you're all from. I am starting to see the connections from here to overseas and all around the world. And that is truly inspiring to know that our tribe is growing so big. So guys, have that intuitive week. And I cannot wait to talk to you about manifestation next week.